Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we talk about how you can lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. Recently, we closed up our BFE launch, our Business Freedom Elevator launch, and it was the second time we had launched it. Um, Now, the launch took place over a period of two months from December until the end of January. And um, last time, I think it was episode 50, I made an episode about our million dollar launch last summer. And I thought it would be fun to create another episode kind of as a debrief from this launch, talking about how it went uh, the second time we did it. Now... When we launched last summer, it was August, it was, um, well, still a very hopeful time for most people. And what we realized is um, that we uh, could have done a lot of things differently for our other launch. Obviously, we had learned a lot from last summer, things you can see in that other episode, episode 50. And um, this time we learned a lot of new things, actually, things we hadn't foreseen. A lot of things caught us by surprise, and that's why I want to walk you through those today. So before we get started, I want to remind you this is episode 69, which I think is extremely funny. And yes, I am 28 years old, and I think that's funny. So <laughs> that means if you want to read a recap of all of the things we have learned of this launch debrief episode, go to fastforwardamy.com forward slash 69 to read all about uh, the notes from this episode. Any resources and other things I mentioned, like that other episode, will be linked up there as well. And last but not least, if you like launching and you want to do your own launch, go and grab our launch list. Our launch list is like um, a launch checklist with some key things you need to do whenever you are launching a product or a program or something new, like just like your brands or anything. Uh, And that checklist will help you figure out um, yeah, those things. And you can just go through it and hopefully it will help you a lot to like triple your earnings dur- during your next launch. Okay. That was a lot of babbling because I'm excited about this, but I'm also a little bit nervous because uh, not a lot of people do this. Not a lot of people share their stats online. Not a lot of people talk about their launch numbers, but I am because the launch numbers from this launch were we had a total of 275 people join in our Business Freedom Elevator program, which generated a total revenue of $790,000 VAT excluded, which is about 650,000 euros. Um, That is booked revenue, not banked. That means a part of that revenue has already come in in cash flow, and a part of that will come in in the next few months because we have six month and 12 month payment plans. Um, last time we did this, three months before um, we, we closed that launch in August, we had 375 people join. So that means we had less sales, but we did it only three months after we closed the last launch. So I think that kind of makes sense. And we learned a lot because, um, as I already said, I was caught by surprise by a few things. And I want to talk to you today briefly about those things that I have learned. Look at the other episode, episode 50. Um for to-dos, because this episode is more about not (laughs) to-dos, okay? Uh, Which doesn't mean that I'm not happy. I'm extremely happy with the launch. Um, But yeah, I learned a few key things. First thing being that I would never open my pre-order doors again after the Black Friday weekend. What happened is we scheduled um, podcast recordings a few months ago. We batched a few episodes. We looked at our timing. We thought we had our timing correct. So in those episodes, I was counting down until the BFE pre-order. But only afterwards did I find out or we found out in our planning that we planned to launch the pre-order, which is like the first phase of our launch. 
uh, literally the Wednesday after Black Friday had closed. Now, that means that people have gotten a bunch of emails the entire week before Black Friday that they spend a lot of money during Black Friday because it's getting more and more hyped up now in Belgium than it has been, like, had been a few years back. So by the time I pre-order rolled around, I think there was less excitement about it because it was harder for us to cut through the noise. Now, it still went really well. Uh, in the first 11 minutes, we sold 28 spots. Uh, it went really, really, really well. It just died down faster that day. And that was um, okay, considering the whole Black Friday thing and the fact that we hadn't closed up our previous launch that long before. So I would never do that again. Um, do that right after Black Friday. And I would also never <laughs> launch in the beginning of January again. Um, we did a retreat during the launch for existing clients and people who had signed up in the most depressing week of January. I was like, that's fun because we'll make it better and blah, blah, blah. But it also means people are just low. People aren't taking action. People are frozen in the spot. People are like, ugh, the holidays have passed. I feel gross. Not really gonna buy stuff right now. I looked at that and I also realized for me, February is usually a really hopeful month. January, a little less. Um, now, does this mean I don't believe you can sell in January? Not at all. I believe in you can always sell if you want to. But strategically for me, also for the energy of our team, for our planning, I would do a next launch more like February, March than December, January. And I would spend December, January more on just uh, creating a lot of connection online, doing a lot of valuable marketing, creating a lot of uh, more personal posts and stuff so you can really attract people to you. Um, I'm making a lot of hand gestures as I'm recording this, uh, which you can't see on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> this is your kind reminder that you can always find me on YouTube as well. I really need to do something about my YouTube channel. I really need to promote it more. So if you're watching on YouTube, take a picture, put me on the IG stories and uh, tell people about me. <laughs> because me and my team, we put a lot of money, energy and hard work into this. And we really love it when you share it. So even if you could share it to your Facebook or something, uh, I massively appreciate it. You might think, no, bitch, because you just made $790,000. Well, nothing is as good as organic marketing. So there you go. <laughs> Share the podcast if you like it or leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts because that's amazing. Okay, so we're not doing Black Friday again, like, or after Black Friday. We're not doing January again for a big launch like this. We would do it for, like, lead generation, I think. Um, and I'm not saying never, I'm just saying we're going to be mindful of it. And also we wouldn't leave only a three month break. To be honest, I hadn't, like we didn't really realize it was going to be that fast, but otherwise it was going to be too long. So planning wise, it wasn't perfect. And right now we are looking more at really optimizing everything. Now we still had an amazing launch. So don't get me wrong. I am really looking at how can we tweak this and every time after we do something, we debrief. For example, when we do a podcast recording day, after the podcast recording day, we also do a debrief. We look at what went well and what could have gone better. And that's what I'm doing now. So what went well, we hit amazing numbers. I'll tell you what went well in a bit too. What could have gone better, not doing it after Black Friday, not doing it in January, not doing it with only a three month break, uh, stuff like that. Now, one of the biggest mistakes we made is that we didn't really focus enough on lead generation for the time frame leading up to the launch. So before we launched the first Business Freedom Elevator, the first round of our six-month business coaching program last summer, 
there was a massive waitlist, like, because I had my mastermind previously, that waitlist was filled up, we hyped it up massively, every week we're like, get on the waitlist, be first, massive hyping, massive, like, time leading up to it, everyone was super hyped. This time around, we kind of forgot to build up a waitlist. We didn't forget it, it was all in place. We just forgot to actually promote it or we didn't automate it. We were so busy in our business and optimizing everything, building the team, that we really didn't focus on it because we kind of had a little bit of um, uh, I wanna say like an air about ourselves. We weren't really humble maybe. I think we kind of thought it was gonna be easier because we hit it last time. So we're like, this is gonna be easy. But whenever that happens, that's a, Big warning trigger. I've had this so many times in my business career and in my life. Whenever I think something is going to be easy, it's like the universe is like, nah, bitch, we're going to teach you <laughs> that you need to still pay attention. I'm not saying things can be easy and simple. It just means that you always need to keep paying attention and don't think you can get away with doing the bare minimum if you want to achieve the maximum. Don't think you can get away with doing the bare minimum if you want to achieve the maximum right? So don't think you can get away with not building a waitlist like I did if you do want to achieve a bigger launch than last time, because that makes no sense and it's just stupid. <laughs> I'm not calling myself stupid. I'm just saying it wasn't smart. So our list building efforts needed to be way better. Uh, we didn't really actively focus on building our list. We didn't really actively focus on building our waitlist. Um, I, looking back, I could have done a, a bunch more webinars, could have posted a lot more value online. I could have actually in my podcasts talked about my lead magnets in a more elaborate way like I'm doing right now, like with the launch list. Uh, sometimes I'll promote it in a podcast episode and I'll be like, hey, by the way, go and download the launch list. But I could also be like, hey, this launch list has 10 tips for you to really triple your earnings in your next launch. It will help you to attract the right customers and have money flow in. And with the tips in the launch list, I can help you to really tweak your launch with a few things so that you triple your earning earnings. So go and download it through fossilwithamy.com forward slash launch list. Casually mention it mentioning it versus really telling people what they will get out of downloading it will probably triple my downloads of those lead magnets in my podcast episodes. So we could have easily gotten a lot more email list subscribers. We just weren't really paying attention to it. So I would definitely do more lead generation leading up to a next launch. And then, um, so what happened is our launch was going really well, but we just noticed that something was missing. And that's also why I'm kind of creating this episode. Like, we did notice a few things. And that's what I love about business and, and the way I teach it in my Business Freedom Elevator, in my Boss Up Mentorship. I teach business as a science. I know the numbers. I knew my wait list was built up and it was bigger than last time. Obviously, we didn't do nothing. Um, and I knew that statistically, we should have been launching more than last time. So that told me, hello, something is missing. And I love that when we looked at it, we found what was missing. I love that it's not a mystery. It's not something where you need to just like put your head in the sand and ignore everything that's going on, but that you can find the missing links because if you apply the science, it works. That's if you apply the business freedom elevator, it will work for your business and you will level up from 2K to 10K. If you get into the boss up mentorship, you can multiply your earnings in the boss up mentorship and become the boss of your life and business. So I love that it just works, which is what we found out here. After dissecting everything that was going on is we were like, oh shit, <laughs> we made the, the feeling of our launch this time was that we kind of picked up where we left off in the last launch. 
What I mean by that is in the last launch, we noticed that doing lives and talking to clients and getting reviews worked really well to convert people towards the end of launch. So we did that now. What, what we forgot, however, was that we weren't necessarily converting the people who didn't buy last time, who needed the last push, but we had a bunch of new people in our audience that we just weren't priming enough. We forgot the priming step. We forgot the step where we were like, hey, look at us, we have a ton of value to show you. Look at us, we have things to teach you that already work for free. So what about if you buy something that's paid? It will work even better. We picked up where we left off at the end of the last launch. We should have started all over with, again, content that primes people to get ready for the launch and to make them really believe that our program can work for them. I almost can't believe I'm saying all of this for free in a podcast for you. Uh, hopefully this will prime you to buy from me in the future <laughs> or keep buying from me if you're a client. Stay with me. I love you. <laughs> so um, I looked at it and was like, well, I have authenticity. I have a personal brand. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, we are missing authority. You know, my key principle, one of my key principles in the business freedom framework, which I teach in my elevator and in my boss up mentorship is authentic authority. It means authority is knowledge, expertise, all of that. You can, A lot of people can get that. But if you combine it with authenticity, it's uniquely you. In a unique way, do you tell people about the stuff you know? And the authenticity part was there because people were laughing and with my stories and there was a lot of connection. But the authority piece was missing because I had been spending a lot of time with my coaches, educating them, less time educating people through my stories and through like random content on my Instagram. So people were missing the fact that I am actually an authority who can teach you things. How did we rectify it? I literally, the last week of the launch, got in front of a whiteboard and started teaching things on a whiteboard. And those videos got four times as many views as other videos. I did it in Dutch. I was like, whoa, let me cut through all of the noise and let me in a rapid tempo teach people or show people that I can teach them stuff and that I am an authority in my field. Um, I'm really happy um, that I did that, that I didn't wait until next time or that I ignored the feeling that something was missing from the launch and that I just took action on it with the team. I'm very proud of our team for really like uh, adjusting the wheel. Although again, it's not like it wasn't working. We just, I think that definitely those switches definitely generated around, let me think, I think that got us around 150 or $200,000 extra in revenue. So definitely worth it. So what happened there, and it's all aligned with that value and authority part is a general rule in marketing. I learned this from Neil Patel is what works in online marketing. Like the only thing you know about online marketing for sure is that what works won't keep working. So often when we figure something out, we're like, oh yes, infographics, the holy grail of Instagram, or like, yay, reels. No one is doing reels. I'm doing them. I'm owning them. Be fast with it. Monetize it because it won't keep working. For us, that means we thought... <laughs> Wow, we have amazing podcast content. It all leads up to the BFE. It's amazing. It worked last time. Everyone from the podcast bought the elevator. It's going to do that this time as well. The answer is no. <laughs> Apparently, podcast content became the baseline and people are attracted to it. But for people to really get convinced to step into the program this time around, in the dark times of the year, during the depressing corona times and all of that, we needed to amp it up. We needed to provide more value than just a podcast once a week with repurposed content. We needed to amp it up. We needed to provide way more value, way more unique, authentic value. Um, so that's what we did. 
uh, in that last week and it worked extremely well. I'm super happy. Uh, it was an amazing launch. We also noticed that uh, a lot of the same things kept working well. You can look at more of those in episode 50, but also know that, for example, um, our live videos still converted really well. Anytime I was live and answering questions, those people bought afterwards or during the live. Almost everyone I've ever been in contact with um, answering questions on a live ends up converting into a client. So uh, what I did change is um, not just doing lives, Q and A's, but really explaining a topic and then answering questions so I could build up that authority, that value, and then answer questions. Um, disappearing bonuses worked extremely well. Anytime we had a bonus disappearing, the um, sales went up that day. Uh, this is the same as the last launch. Those things worked really well. And what I noticed, which was new, uh, last time I didn't do this, but I had Google, Google Analytics installed everywhere. So the entire day I was just looking at Google Analytics and where people were. And it was fun to see that in the mornings, 80% of people look at the sales page and a checkout page from their desktop. In the evenings, 80, 90% of people look at everything from their mobile. So what I started doing is I tend to make stories in the mornings because then I'm dressed and made up and I don't want to be on my phone at night. But I realized like, oh, People are on their phone at night, so I recorded those stories, prepped them, and at night I would post them. Uh, I did this a few times only, but I just realized like, okay, if they're uh, on watching Instagram stories at night, I should post the Instagram stories at night and just like uh, tack into that. All in all, a launch is kind of like you have a cockpit of a... Um, like we have a plane, our plane flies really well, our customers are really satisfied, and now I'm like in the cockpit, or I feel like that with my team. <laughs> and we have a bunch of buttons and all of our buttons work. And now we're looking at some of the buttons we've never pushed and some buttons we're just adjusting so we can make our course even sharper and we can get there even faster or better or at a, a nicer pace, whatever. We're just making the ride even more enjoyable by tweaking our buttons and continuously adjusting. Every launch or anything we do in our business, um, can, it applies or well, we use our life cycle our business elevator lifecycle is also a framework I use within the um, the Business Freedom Elevator program and all of my other programs. It's seven phases in which I um, we teach projects and launches and everything to go through. And there's always the optimize phase. And in that optimize phase, anytime I learned something, I added it in there. I also looked at what were the triggers from the last launch, what were the triggers this time, at what percentage of last time are we converting, looking at the stats and really tracking all of that gave me so much insight. I, I definitely recommend as soon as you can start tracking your numbers because it will teach you so much. And especially if, if you do something a second time, put it side by side so you can learn from it. I learned that we had scheduled a week less of launching. That's also like we had a week less of launching and we had a little less revenue. There was less lead up time because of that. So, so many things I learned just by looking at the numbers. It's the most valuable thing you can do. So anytime you do anything big, like a recording day, like a, a program, Dare to ask for feedback from other people, dare to review your own work and uh, keep optimizing. And um, yeah, uh, something I like to say, I don't know what the, the word in, uh, <laughs> in English is, but it, it's about staying humble. I think in a launch like this, it was for me, I did a little bit underestimate it. I did think like it will be simple because we've done this before and as I said, it might be simple, but not easy. Um, and it's like the story of Icarus who flies too close to the sun. Like, stay humble because you don't want... Um, yeah, it's called hubris. Hubris 
in, in Latin, I think. Uh, in Dutch, we say hoogmoed komt voor de val. Um, and it means like, well, when you get too full of yourself, you're going to fall down. I think that's what it means. Um, and for me, that came up and I even chuckled when I realized it because I was like, oops, it's this again. Anytime in the past when I've launched a workshop, sold a course, anytime I've thought this is going to be a piece of cake, it was not a piece of cake. Um, but that just allows you to level up further, to learn more, to increase more, to turn all of the buttons in the cockpits. And that is a true challenge of, of building your business. And I... Uh, I personally really love that. So yeah, stay humble, stay focused, keep on optimizing. And uh, I hope you learned something from this debrief. Long story short, um, remember that your ideal client is always the key. That is what we did. We crawled into the head of our ideal client and we were like, what is not working? Why don't they believe that this will work for them? What is missing from our marketing? What's the story we're building? Are we focusing on the transformation? All of that stuff. More on that in, in upcoming episode 71, by the way. Just really getting inside the head of your ideal client, looking at where are they? What transformation do they need? What are they missing? Why don't they believe us? Are they getting enough value? Do, like, do they believe in us? Do they believe in themselves? Do they believe it can work for them? Really going in there, so important. We did that literally with the entire team with huge whiteboards and just like started mind mapping our ideal client. Who is she? What is she doing? Where is she now? Where does she want to go? And looking at that, we're like, oh, there's so much we're not telling people right now and that we should have told them or should be telling them in the last week of our launch. That's what we did. So keep on crawling inside the mind of your ideal client. They're always the key and stay humble and uh, keep working for it in your launch. I hope this was useful. Definitely let me know if this is useful and if this was useful. And if you want to learn what to do instead of only what not to do from this episode, go and download our launch list. The launch list is a checklist that will help you to really pinpoint a, a few key items you need to do during your launch uh, so that you can triple your earnings. And you can go and grab that through the link in the description of this episode or simply go to fastforwardamy.com forward slash launch list. And as I said, this was episode 69. So thank you for 69ing with me. <laughs> Lol. And <laughs> would love to talk to you next week. Every Tuesday, I am back with a new episode, okay? Have a happy day.